for Naughty by You're listening to the Big Sawara Podcast with Bones and Big Ben, presented by Sawara Sports. Welcome in. It's another episode of the Big Sawara Podcast. As always, it's Bones and Big Ben. What's going on, Big Ben? Not much, Bones. How is your bracket doing? So um, my bracket is doing great, Big Ben. Um, That's not what I see because I believe we are in a Soro Sports tournament, and um, I'm actually leading your bracket. Well, so funny. How do you feel about that, Bones? Well, let me enlighten you, partner. Funny thing is, is that your points remaining are like 400 less than me. So if Villanova wins the championship, I screwed up to top four. You scoot down to probably dead last. Let's just look at it. You know. Let's let's call a spade a spade here. Your team might be ahead of mine, but you're not. You know, Villanova wins it all. I'm finishing top four, Big Ben. This is true. Um, as of right now, I am currently in eighth place with 610 points. But like Bones said, I only have 160 remaining. Bones is currently in 11th. Yeah. With 480 remaining, he has Villanova. I have U of A, which we all know who wow. died yeah. in the first round. So. Just an absolute. Homer of a pick, picking U of A to go and win the ship, and they don't even beat Buffalo in the first round. Big Ben, How, please. Oh. I know I wasn't. I was in Vegas during the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Please give me a play-by-play on just what had to be one of the most devastating nights of your sports career. Please you give know, it. It was. It was. I'm still heartbroken over it, Bones. To be honest, um, but I almost. I don't fault U of A as much as I credit Buffalo. Mm. Buffalo played an insane game. Their defense, their triple team, and Aiden, Aiden kicked it out, and then that person kicked it out too. Was getting double teamed. They were just flying all over the place. I don't, I don't know. Buffalo was just destined to win that game. It, it, it sounds like a watch. sounds like a bunch of excuses, is what it sounds like. Because all, dude, Buffalo just played out of control. Because I mean, Buffalo, Kentucky came out and waxed that ass the next, you know, two days later. So what I mean. And and UVA played terrible too. I'm not I'm not gonna make any excuses. UVA played terrible. I've never seen UVA play worse than I've ever seen them play against Buffalo. And Buffalo just played an amazing game. They were destined to win. I didn't see uh, I didn't see Deuce on doing the YMCA at all that night. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the tournament, um, how do you feel about March Madness and kind of what's been going on with all the upsets and whatnot? Dude, this Loyola in the final four. How do you feel this this is the best March Madness I've ever experienced. Besides the fact that I lost my ass in Vegas, and I got a good story for you. I can tell you about Vegas after we get through some of this March Madness talks. It's a real hoot, but uh, dude, this is I mean this is the best it's the best March Madness I've ever experienced. I mean, how can you not love Sister Jean and the Ramblers in the final four? It's, it's, it's getting out of control. I mean, upsets pretty much define the uh, NCAA tourney for most of the last two weeks. Oh, um, getting even more madness than ever. Before. you got to love it. It's, it you, you, I mean, it's it's usually everyone likes to roll with the favorites for the most part. And it's like, you know, 
Fuck, K-State made it to the Elite Eight. Kansas freaking State without their best player. You know, you, you never know. Syracuse, I guess ASU doesn't look to- too bad. You know, they lost to Syracuse, and Syracuse went to the Sweet 16, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah, of course, we all know the 16 being a one seed, Buffalo busted brackets, Kansas State, like you said, Syracuse, Florida State. It's been a crazy bracket. I, I think, let me actually look up. I saw a statistic here. <laughs> That ESPN posted. Mm. Um, give me two quick hey, seconds. Hey, Big Ben, here. fun fact while you're looking that stat up. Did you know that U of A won as many NCAA tournament games this year as ASU? Did you know that? I, I, I did see that. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you for, for bringing that up. Ben. I don't know if you'd seen that stat. Yeah. But so check this, Bones. Out of 17.3 million tournament challenge brackets, 550 entries correctly predicted Loyola, Chicago, Michigan, Villanova, and Kansas as the final four participants. Wow. Hey, I'll tell you what, Big Ben. I had Loyola, Chicago going to, I think it was the Sweet 16. So I, was, I wasn't I was you know, too far off. Uh, I got to give a little shout out to some family members who had them in, uh, they actually had them in the Elite Eight. So I think that was just by pure luck. But I do, I do need to give a shout out, though, to... To my fiance, me and her, you know, Chris, we, we do a, a bracket. We each fill out a bracket and, you know, compete against each other. And so in her bracket, she had originally picked UMBC to beat Virginia, right? She started wow. filling it out. Well, she started filling it out, and I saw her write in UMBC. Me being the good fiance that I am was like, you know what? I'm going to help her out a little bit because no 16 seed has ever beat a one seed, you know? So I'm like, hey, Chris, listen. I, 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 you know, she usually picks them because their mascot or their name. I'm like, I know you like UMBC, but trust me, go with Virginia. No one seed has ever lost in the first round. And what do you know, UMBC ends up upsetting Virginia. And I still haven't heard the end of that. And that was over a week ago. So she stuck with her guns and picked uh, UMBC. No, she, she picked Virginia, listened to me like an idiot. And then she blamed that whole, you know, mishap that I ruined the mojo of her bracket and that's why my bracket is just putting her to shame right now, of course. But um, I, I did have to I have to give a shout-out because she did pick that up. So, and she had Loyola Chicago going to the Elite Eight. Who'd have thunk it, you know? I, I don't believe it. Speaking of Loyola, um, they are facing number three Michigan, and Villanova is facing number one Kansas Bones. Who do you think is going to win the Michigan-Loyola-Chicago game, and who do you think goes on – to face them in the Villanova, Kansas. Dude, is that even a is that even a question? The Ramblers, baby, Sister Jean has got those boys. I don't know what she's doing in her, and you know she's their chaplain. I don't know what she's doing during the prayer, or or someone had told me that she'd given up losing for Lent. When Sister Jean gives up losing for Lent, I I almost want to go, you know, go down to the sports book, make a quick trip to Vegas, put a bunch of money down on the Ramblers, Big Ben, because it's Ramblers are gonna beat Michigan. Uh, Villanova is going to beat Kansas. They're just too deep. And then what do you know? Sister Jean is going to wheel that chair all the way down to San Antonio, and the Ramblers are going to win it all, Big Ben. You honestly think Loyola Chicago is going to win the championship? Yeah. Ben, it's it's like, do you believe that Jesus turned water into wine? Do you think that, you know, he did all these other cool things? It's it's, it's called faith, Big Ben. You know? The, I, I, I just don't see it. I think... Well, that's that's Loyola, the whole point Loyola of faith, Big Ben. You got to believe what you don't see. You know, no one had Loyola going this far except 550, apparently. But they have outdone their expectations, and I feel like the Final Four is as far as they go. They lose against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Sister Jean, I was on the bandwagon, Bones. 
and now I'm, I'm I'm hopping off. She's getting a little too cocky for my taste, to be honest. No, you know, you know, this, this sets up perfectly for him, Big Ben. Michigan doesn't score a whole bunch of points except for that game two games ago when they, you know, butt-fucked whoever it was. They shouldn't, you know, erroneous. Anyways, they Michigan loves to play a tight game, lots of D. Same thing with uh, same thing with Loyola. A real tight game, lots of D. And uh, they Loyola likes to shoot a lot of three-pointers, and they and they can hit those three-pointers. And then the game sets up nice. It could be another low-scoring game where Loyola ends up winning at the end. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to the last shot again, Loyola wins. And then once you get into the championship, anything, you know, you know they have – not only do they have Sister Jean on their on their side, Big Ben, but they got all Hogwarts on their side. Because if you don't if you don't notice a similarity between those scarves that they wear in Gryffindor, a little weird there, Big Ben. It is a little little strange to see that bones. Um, <laughs> there's a little irony there. Did that sound like Did that sound like Harry Potter? Yeah, it was close. But okay. I did see before one of the games, Sister Jean just gathered the folks and the players and said, hey, keep an eye out for number 1, 11, 12, 23, and 44. Great. Sister Jean, like, thanks for the scouting report. Like, oh, right, let's look out for the whole starting lineup. Yeah, well. Just, she, she, she's an idiot. What happened? I, I, Did, I, 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 I'm just, it's what, you know, getting, getting to the point where she is annoying me now, and I want them to lose. You know, that's what, that's what you know, reminds me of uh, back in the, uh, Exodus and Leviticus, uh, whatever you know, everyone was betting against Jesus, okay, and and, and they they crucified him and they they wanted Baraba instead of him. They took you know, and you know what? You know who persevered? Jesus. You know who's going to persevere in this in this matchup? Big Ben, Sister Jean, because you can't okay. you can't go against a team that has God on their side. You know. Um. Well, God doesn't pick. He doesn't. He doesn't choose favorites. Uh, I don't know. Tim Tebow had a pretty good run there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Um, all right. So you're picking Loyola Chicago to face Villanova in the finals, and you're picking Loyola Chicago 11 seed to win the whole national championship. Yeah, it's got to happen at some point, and in no better time than now when you have you know the the magical you know world of wizardry and God on your side. There's really you know not much else that you know. I, I mean, there's no better situation than you know for an 11 to beat a one. Uh, you know, I, with those, I feel like those are those are two opposing ideas. But regardless, um, I'm picking Michigan to face Villanova, and Villanova will be hosting that trophy once again. I wouldn't I wouldn't be offended to that either. I wouldn't be opposed to that one, Big Ben, because then I'd beat your ass in the bracket challenge. So it's a win win. <laughs> it's a win win for me. You know. Um, speaking of the Saguaro Sports Bracket Challenge, Bones, um, who, which one of our followers is? in first place in the bracket challenge as of now. Let's see. Um, let me just I go to the group here. <laughs> I think, and what a great name, Big Boner Brand. Yeah. I mean, that could have been something so that I should have. He has zero points remaining. That, that, see, that's that's where this guy, you know, you've got Grow J behind him in second place, and he's got Kansas winning it all. He's got a 480 possible points remaining. And then you have this other guy, DJK Lambake. And he's got Villanova, so it's going to be one of those three, obviously. And um, I think it's going to be a, a, a tight race um, throughout. Remember, the winner does get a Archie Bradley signed baseball certified. So um, watch out for the uh, last couple games here. Yeah, to see it should be an exciting one. I don't, I don't think Big Boner Brand is going to take it unless 
you know, unless Loyola Chicago wins it all, I think that's the only way. Uh, no, I mean, he can't win, actually, because Kansas plays Villanova. And so either Grow Jay or this DJ Clambake is going gonna, is gonna to pass the big boner brand, unfortunately. But um, yeah, you can go spend a couple hundred dollars on those, those, those Triple B shirts, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Bones, that, that leads me to my other question. Um, will, you, will you be buying, since you're on the bandwagon, um, will you be buying a Sister Jean bobblehead? Um, yes. Do they have those? Because I, I would totally buy a Sister Jean bobblehead. They do indeed. And I'm probably going to go down to the local Halloween and costume store, buy myself a Harry Potter outfit, and I'm just going to wear the scarf. And will you be dressed as Sister Jean with the scarf or Ooh. just a regular Harry Potter character? No, I'm going to be dressed as a, I'm just going to wear the scarf. And I'm going to look like the Loyola Chicago fan. Um, I might post a meme or two of Sister Jean giving the, you know, someone a nut salad. I don't know, you know. But uh, but I I do have a good story for you, Big Ben, regarding March Madness in Vegas. Um, that now that we're on the topic. So, anyways, like last year, I went to I went to Vegas this year. We always go for the first uh, first round of the March Madness tournament. Uh, a bunch of you know buddies and family members. Anyways, um, we were in Vegas, and I I totally totally lost my ass on sports betting. Just a terrible terrible weekend for sports betting because obviously you had all the underdogs. Winning, I mean, great, great weekend for the the tournament. Not a great weekend if you're a sports better. So, anyways, uh, we're there. We got there Wednesday night, uh, and then left Saturday morning. And so Friday night, I'm feeling pretty down. You know, I'm down a good, you know, sizable chunk of money, and all the basketball games are over with. So you know, I decide I'm gonna I'm gonna go spend my last, you know, blow my last wad on the blackjack table before I slump back to my room tail between my legs and drive home, you know, drive home Saturday morning, explain why I lost, you know, why I lost the, the life savings, right? So anyways, I go with any sensible, I do what any sensible man would do. I go pull out the last cash that I have and I, I go to the $5 blackjack table, baby, the minimum. And I start just working my way back. And so I think, I think we sat down at like 1030 at night after all the games had ended and I sat there legitimately till like 7.30 in the morning because the dude was on a heater. Dude, I, I it was it was just nonstop. 21, I was hitting. I was landing cards. The dealer was busted. Everyone was yelling, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner. It was it was like that movie 21. It was unbelievable, Big Ben. So how much how much money did you did you walk away with? So I, I won't say how much I walked away with, but I I, I will say that this is the first time I've ever gone to Las Vegas and left with more money than I came there with. So like it was a very good, very, very good night at the blackjack table. Made up for the whole weekend. Even money I spent on food and booze, won all of it back, Big Ben. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear <laughs> But, you know, when, when you spend nine straight hours at a blackjack table, you get a little hungry, right? You know, Bone Dog's a big guy. I was, you know, get, get a little hungry. So at like, it was like five or six in the morning, I decided, you know, Two guys I was playing with, they weren't going to leave the table because we were on fire, but I had to eat. So I go over to the little food court area, and most of the places were closed. But there's this Mexican restaurant there, and they have like one of those little salsa bars, you know? Um, they like the salsa bars like outside of the restaurant, so you can kind of just grab, you know, scoop your salsa into a little cup. Or But they have, you know, a big ass bin of hot carrots, right? And the bone dog loves hot carrots. And so there's like, you know, just a 
free huge bin of hot carrots sitting there, right? No one was working the front counter, so it was like couldn't buy anything because no one was freaking working it. So, um, so you just dabbled in those hot carrots. Dude, didn't you? So they they had these little you know Ziploc baggies right there for you to put stuff in. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna load up on some hot carrots. So I there was but there was no tongs, and so I'm like, all right, well, do I do I just stick my hand in this full bin of hot carrots? And just, you know, paw them out of there and put them in the bag. and Or do I try and find tongs somewhere? But there was no tongs. And I was, you know, sitting by the cash register. And no one was at the front counter. So I said, you know, what any sensible man would do at that point, at, you know, of time. And I, I said, fuck it. And I just started, you know, you know, meat pawing those things out of the bin. And sure enough, this, this lady out of nowhere jumps over the counter and starts yelling at me like, you can't do that. You can't put your hands in there. But I, at that point, I had already had, you know two or three handfuls into the Ziploc bag, you know? So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I go walk back to the tables and uh, I start eating my hot carrots, right? And I'm watching the boys play and they're still winning. And so I finally finished my bag of hot carrots <clears throat> and uh, and I go to sit down and the, and the dealer's like, so you cannot sit there. And I was like, what do you mean? I've been, I've been sitting here for like eight hours. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, you, you need to go wash your hands. She made me, she was trying to make me go wash my hands because I had a bunch of, you know, hot carrot juice on my hands. So I couldn't touch the cards. Which I feel like is a is a a, a genuine, you know, common sense request though. Dude, but it was it was totally, you're gonna get hot sauce all over the cards. It was and totally just screws up the, it's, it's a typical Vegas move when someone's on a just a, an absolute heater uh, to try and throw you off your game and make you go wash your hands because not only was it was it washing off the heat from the carrots, but it was metaphorically washing off the heat that I was getting from those cards all night, Big Ben. Yeah. Right. So I, I sat there and I, I I refused to wash my hands. Well, she said I couldn't play at that table. So I did what, you know, any smart guy did. I move over to the next table. I said, you know what? Fine. You don't want me at your table? I'll go to this table. I'll start a hot streak over here. So I go, I sit down at that table. Sure enough, she, you know, does her whistle over to the pit boss. The piss bo- pit boss walks over to that table and says, sir, you can't sit here. I said, why not? She says, you need to go wash your hands. <laughs> Guess if you maybe maybe packed uh, a little little you know some wet wipes. I know. You know. So, anyways, I you know, I decide okay, I better go wash my hands. So I go wash my hands, and I've had plenty of bruise at this point, you know. So I'm kind of pissed off that they made me get up from the table and wash my hands. So there's a roulette table right next to the blackjack tables, and so I decide, you know what, fuck you guys, I'm gonna play roulette. You know, screw you over there. You don't want me. You don't want my money. Fine, I'm gonna go play roulette. And at this point, I was three sheets to the win, Big Ben. And you know what? I'm going to put two chips down. I put a $5 chip on seven and a $5 chip on 11. I swear to God, it landed on seven, Big Ben. <laughs> That's when you know your night is just, you, you can't lose. You cannot lose. And so I picked up my chips. I picked up my money. I waved it in the air like a freaking trophy right at the pit boss. You know, let him know, hey, walked out. This, this is on you. This extra 100 and, you know, whatever. Fifty dollars is on you, sir. And I walked out, went back up to my room, and went to sleep. My man. Yep. Quit, then, quit while you're ahead. Yeah, and then got about thirty hours of sleep, or thirty minutes of sleep, and had to drive back to. Thirty hours of sleep. Thirty minutes, and then uh, the big toe woke me up about thirty minutes later. Drove us all home. Just worst hangover, worst worst drive home in my life. But it did but, feel good. The pocket came back a little heavier, Big Ben. The question is, did did you have a great experience in Vegas? It was. It would have been better if you didn't bail, but you know that was to be expected. 
I believe uh, Lay Buckets bailed too. He did bail, you know, and I got a bone to pick with Lay Buckets. I mean, both of you guys, I mean, it's you, you talk this big talk, and then when it's time to, you know, to roll with the boys, you guys are nowhere to be found. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't completely, you know, confirm my my uh, my going to Vegas. I said uh, I might be able to, mm. but I as 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 far as I believe, I think Blake Buck was Blake Buckus was just on on. So what what was your excuse for skipping out on the on the Vegas trip? Uh, I I couldn't get off work. Mm. Both, I feel like we're getting off off topic here. No, this I think this is the point that everybody who listens to the podcast needs to understand that, that this is Big Ben right here in a nutshell. We need we need the bottom of this Big Ben because we told you about the Vegas trip like four months ago. Yeah, it wasn't four months ago. I'd say maybe about two. No, three at the least, and you couldn't get off of work for half a day. I couldn't. Mm. One of the PTs already uh, had PTO submitted oh. a few months ahead of time. <laughs> well, did, did they the submit PT it like two weeks? Shift and two there weeks was just before. No way I, could get off. Uh, I don't. I see. Well, what happens when when we tell you three months ago? Hey, we're going to Vegas. At three months ago is when you should have put in for PTO, not two weeks she prior had to that Vegas. PTO submitted. No, 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 no one submits PTO three months in advance. Big Ben, come on. But you're telling me to. So exactly. You, 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 could have gotten, you could have gotten in there ahead of the curve, gotten in front of that person. Then when they went to do PTO like three, four weeks prior, they said, nope, Big Ben's already got it, doing a Vegas boys trip. All right. You know what? Well, well speaking of, of winners and losers, how do you feel about the Diamondbacks, the current state? Um, you know. Goldschmidt got ringed in the head today. Uh, Today, yesterday, whatever it was, Robbie Ray is struggling. Granky has a strained groin. Usa <laughs> goes out with a strained peck. Um, are you are you are you nervous? Are you panicked? What's going on? What is this? The Golden State Warriors? What's going on here, Big Ben? Everyone's getting freaking hurt. Hey, did I you? I did see though that Robbie Ray just shoved it today against a bunch of single A players for the Rockies. So hey, it's looking up, it's looking up. Um, how do you feel about Patrick Corbin getting a start um, for opening day? You know, um, hmm, it's a tough one, Big Ben, because I want I want Corbin to do good. I think a lot of our success this year rides on the fact that he needs to be uh, the guy prior to Tommy John. You know, last year he had his spurts where he was good and his spurts where he was terrible. So, you know, I'm all for it if he goes out and throws well. But if he goes out and gets his you know dick lit, then you know obviously it was a bad choice. I'd rather see I'd rather see Godley pitch the first game. I think Godley's uh, a lot better pitcher, got a lot better stuff, and he's thrown a lot better in the spring. But, you know, that's why I'm not Tory Lavello or the manager of the Diamondbacks. It's true. Um, as I saw, the um, Yasmani Tomas was optioned to AAA, which um, how do you feel about that and the whole situation? Yeah, I, I mean, so let's get – I mean, I'm not a huge Tomas fan, but, like, let's – the dude hit, like, 30 home runs one year. I think he was, like, 32 homers, 80-something RBIs. Like, I get it. He's a liability in the outfield, but, like, Dude has proven he can hit. And, you know, a guy who hits 240 with 30 bombs and, and 80 RBIs is is more than enough, you know, for a bat in the middle of the order. I don't know why everybody is giving up on him so soon. I mean, I'd rather have Souza out there, but I'd rather have him as a bat off the bench. It's just like we're just giving up on the dude. I get and he's a fact, lot of money. The fact that Souza is injured opens up a spot in the outfield. So yeah. I feel like Tomas would get that call up um, to kind of fill and in then, that depth. And the but, dude's had a good spring. He hasn't hit any home runs, which I think is actually a plus because it shows he's probably going to all you know all parts of the field, and he's and he's you know not trying to he's going gap to gap. He's not trying to hit tanks every time. Not striking out a shit ton. It's like 
the dude it's what still only his third full season in the majors like granted he's on a shitty contract but like who else are you gonna put out there every day ray fuentes draw dyson what's going on here i know i i i'm a, I'm a little worried about um the d-backs kind of headed into the season but um we'll kind of see i think what it's they're made up once um yeah i think it's underway, but I mean, last year we started off so hot, and that kind of like you know set the tone for the season. So you got to hope that, and you got to worry that you know if they start off you know slow this year, is that going to kind of carry through the season? You know, right, right. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I just it's uh, I guess a, a wait and see. Well, I will. We'll see. You know. Yep. Opening day is coming up soon, so we'll kind of see what Thursday. The, uh, Thursday, Thursday big man. The, the fireworks. Thursday going down. I know. Um. Also, the Cardinals. How you feel about what's going on with the Cardinals? Their free agency. I know they just traded uh, Valdir um, to the Broncos for a pick. Um, what do you? What's your thoughts on the Cardinals? So, let's see. Would we get a sixth round pick? I think for Valdir, but yeah. that was more a salary dump. So yeah. I think we get what we free up six point something million in cap space. But I mean, who are we going to go out and sign with that money? Are we going to go out and get it? There's no other good, you know, free agent skill position players out there. You know. Unless we're, I, agree. Unless, I, know, I know the uh, the uh, Cardinals were bringing in Marcus Cooper for his obviously he's not going to be asking quite a bit of money, but um, he is a former face from two years ago. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, it, are, are we are we fixing to make like a big trade or a splash during the draft? I don't know. I mean, it's I I almost feel like that move kind of sets us up to move forward in the draft. I heard a lot of rumors about um, Josh Rosen. And there's kind of a love relationship there, so I'm I've, not sure. I've, yeah, I've seen people say that we're going to trade up to two with the Giants, but I don't understand why the Giants would trade their number two pick. I, I mean, from what I understand, they could get Bradley Chubb or Saquon Barkley at number two, and I think that would fit, you know, what they're trying to do over there, especially since JPP is gone. You know, I right. don't. I, I mean, if this is if the if the Cardinals are going to finally grow, you know, grow some nuts and trade up in the draft in the first round, this is the one to do it because there's you know. Uh, franchise quarterback supposedly you know the top four guys so this would be the draft if they're going to go all in on somebody this would be the draft to do it Big Ben I agree and what I've heard is the Giants are in a complete state of rebuild so if they were to trade their number two they would receive what two or three picks yeah on top of that so that would really increase their depth so that's my only thought process as far as the Giants uh, trading back in the draft yeah I mean it as long as the the Cardinals get a quarterback in the first round, then like whatever strategy they go with, I think it it would be a good strategy. But if for some reason they end up not taking a quarterback in the first round and again trying to do the whole oh maybe we'll get lucky and hit on someone in the second or third, it's just all this is 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 delaying you know the inevitable of you know we're going to be in the same situation next year or the year after where we're trying to get that you know that franchise quarterback. You're not going to be able to you know strike fire like you did with Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer every year, you know? I agree. I mean, even um, – I do like Sam Bradford. Dude. If the dude can stay healthy, he can fucking sling the pill, Big Ben. But <laughs> the dude can't stay healthy. And Mike Glennon, I mean, he's a career backup. And the, I believe the Chicago Bears bought his contract out. <laughs> yeah. And dropped he, him, so I don't know what that says about And Mike who's Glennon. he going to be slinging the pill to? Because once Larry's gone, we don't have anybody. Chad Williams? Here, break. And then a lot of fans across the Twitter sphere – um, Cardinals fans, for that matter, have been very upset. So I'm not sure what the Cardinals. I, I've kind of been personally a little upset. I kind of figured they'd make a bigger splash in free agency or at least via trade. So I'm not sure what exactly is going on. Um, I think the way they handled the Sam Bradford situation was, 
as best as they could. There was no quarterbacks to get yeah. unless you were to make a big trade. Well, dude, um, so if there's not much they could do there. And yeah. So the signing of Sam Bradford, then trading up in the draft is, I think, the best case scenario. But I was hoping they would have addressed some of their needs as far as yeah. quarterback and, and receiver. Yeah, there was plenty of free agent receivers out there. I mean, Alan Hearns would have been a good guy. I mean, I'm not even opposed to you know doing Terrell Pryor on a one-year contract because the dude's got the skills. Obviously, it didn't work out in Washington last year, but – uh, the rumor is, is that he was playing hurt the whole season. I don't know. I mean, the dude had a great year in Cleveland. He's a freak athlete. I mean, what do we, we we signed this dude Hamilton, some practice yeah. squad, eighth, from the Texans, eighth, eighth stringer from the Texans. Come on, uh, people are very excited about that Bones. Um, he's he's fighting for that number one spot. Um, and you know, kind of based out of the receivers we do have on the roster. So and the and the, the shittiest thing about this past week, Big Ben is 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 a my boy Tyron Matthew, you know, getting released and. Uh, fellow Louisianan, um, and I, I, I bought his jersey last year. And now, what am I going to do? Am I going to wear a Tyron Matthew jersey to the Cardinals games? Is that is I was that, I was, okay? I was very disappointed with that. But the Cardinals did everything they could to try and keep him on the team. They did. They I, did. I, I don't fault the Cardinals. It was just an unfortunate situation. It's a business, and unfortunately, that happened. I'm a huge Tyron Matthew fan, but he's kind of asking too much money. I think he's overpriced. Do you like? Is it is it wrong? Okay, so. Good question for you, Bigman. Is it wrong if I wear my Tyron Matthew jersey to the Cardinals game? Because I think it's not at all. Is there a fine line there between wearing ex players? Like, I think it's okay to wear retired players, like if they retired with your team, or you know, went to Hall of Fame, but maybe switched teams late. But your team was their main team, like, and you have those guys' jerseys. I think that's okay. But like, if he's still in the NFL and he's playing on another team, is it cool to rock that player's jersey still? Of course, as long as it wasn't like a sour ending between, I think it was an amicable, as far as I know, I'm not obviously making, I'm not in the room when they're... Um, like, am I going to get beer and pizza thrown at me at the games for wearing a Tyron Matthew jersey? I think you're safe on this one. I right. think there's a lot of Tyron Matthew fans out there yeah. that would, would back you, so I wouldn't be too worried about that. <laughs> I was a little depressed. I like, man, I, I, I have to go buy a new jersey. I would buy a Chandler Jones jersey, but it's like... Then everyone's gonna think like, "Oh, well, your last name's Jones, and is that your jersey? Whose jersey is that?" You know, it just it, there's a little you know loss in translation there. People think, "Oh, well, this this is one of those losers who has his own personalized jersey." Yeah, but I don't know if many people around the stadium see you walking around would know your last name, so I don't know where. I'm talking about that, more <laughs> true as far as friends and family. Yeah, it's like, oh, look at family, yeah, confusion. look at Bones. He got a jersey customized with his last name. What I hate those people. I hate those people who get. Custom jerseys with their own last name on the back and their own number, it's stupid. Or like when someone puts a, a number 69 on the back of their jersey and puts some you know funny word there. Or, or when someone puts like a quote or a saying as the name and like a double zero. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, that's just your typical Arizona fan there. Um, Bones, you... Last two kind of topics to hit on before we end the podcast. Okay. How do you feel about what the Coyotes are doing, how they've been playing? Um, they currently have 61 points with seven games remaining. Sabres at 58 with seven as well. Um, do they do they try and lose? Do they do they just keep doing what they're doing? What's going on? First off, hats off to the Yodelers, Big Ben, because those, those boys are playing hard. They're playing some they, good puck. They're the one team that I've, I've been very impressed with. I actually went to the uh, Calgary Flames game last week and oh that was when very, uh very well that was when game. the oel scored his 100th goal right yeah against uh, mike smith oh so. god that's a icing on the cake to do it to it smitty was, too it was gorgeous but uh no i mean if i were the coyotes i would keep winning i would keep you know you know 
let's be honest, we've we've hit on this plenty of times. The NHL is not going to let the Arizona Coyotes get the number one pick. So finishing I, last place, they're not going to get the number one pick anyways. Let's just win some games, boys. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. Um, and maybe maybe the happen. maybe the hockey karma gods will you know finally you know shed some light on the Yotes and maybe we will move up in the draft. Who knows? Great. The second half of the season, we've definitely been a playoff team, so it's been exciting to watch them. Um, I you can't b- wait till next season starts and kind of see how they start out. Hopefully, not as bad as the um, how uh, as bad as they started out this year. So, well, Clayton and then Clayton Keller, the dude's what twenty-two goals, thirty-seven assists, fifty-nine points with seven games to go. I mean, the dude's the dude's an all-star. He's going to be the face of the franchise if he's if he's not already, you know, and he's going to be. I think the one who who ends up leading the uh, the Yotes at least back to the playoffs, you know. Yeah, and Dylan Strome's been called up the last few games, looking pretty good. So um, I feel like he's kind of figured it out. So Stepan's playing be, good. Exciting. I'm saying, don't hop off the Coyotes bandwagon yet because it's just, it's just picking up steam right it's, now. It's it, they're picking up momentum. They're finally embracing Tockett's system. They have two legitimate goalies now, Ranta. Is finally when he can stay healthy, he's a, a good goalie, and Darcy Kemper is a very, very capable backup goalie. Could be a starter for you know most teams. Like they're 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 putting the pieces in place, Big Ben. And if 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 Chica can swing another trade or two in the off season and bring in a few more, uh, you know, veterans or or maybe some all stars, I don't know how enticed they'd be to coming into Arizona. But hey, who knows, Big Ben. I agree. As soon as you get that stable management and stadium kind of set in place, I think the pieces start falling together and you'll start seeing this team succeed. If they could, um, if they could just move of, back to the east no, side, if they just move back to the east side, Big Ben, then it would be, you know, problem, wins problem all over solved. the place. Problem solved, right there. Um, Bones, last but not least, um, I don't think succeeding is in their vocabulary, but the Phoenix Suns. What is your take on the Phoenix Suns? Who do you want them taking in uh, the overall draft if they did, in fact, receive the number one overall pick? Uh, the Suns are, are so bad, Big Ben. It's it's like, I mean, obviously they're trying to lose, and they're doing a damn good job of doing it in like the worst fashion. Um, I, I mean... This has got to be the last year where they're this bad, or I could, you know, if I was Devin Booker, I'd want out. You know, if, if it's like this next year, why would the dude want to come back? Why would he want to sign a long term deal? So I think this is the off season where McDonough has to make, he has to go all in. He's got to sign a, a max free agent because they have the money, and hopefully, you know, this tank ends up working and we can snag a guy like Aiton or uh, Bagley. If not, I agree. if not the. Um, I don't see, I don't see things getting much better if, if 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 something like that doesn't happen. Big Ben, I agree. Um, it's just funny, kind of reading the Twitter comments, and people are all like, "Oh, on the the Chris Bender bandwagon," and saying, "Oh, this team's so close to being so great, dude." They're just out of touch with reality, and as soon as you say something, they get butt hurt and super offended, and they'll block you on Twitter. Dude, Marquise Chris and and Dragon Bender need to leave. They need to get rid of those two guys. They suck. I can't stand the Marquise Chris. He, I, I won't be surprised if he wasn't in the league two years from now. Whenever his I, rookie contract ends, I think someone will give him a chance for one more year. He'll get you know cut, release, whatever, and I think he'll be playing over in over you know in the European league. I don't think he's good. I could definitely see Bender kind of sticking around, maybe on the bench. Um, I think he has a little more potential than Chris does. 
And then, but he just needs to be a more of aggressive scorer. But obviously, he's had plenty of time to develop over this last season and has put it together. So I think he's just hanging by a string. But I would definitely just cut Chris to the curb. The, on, the only guys I would keep on the team, if I could get rid of everybody besides Devin Booker, Josh Jackson, and Troy Daniels, and Alfred Payton, I would. I kind of, I kind of like TJ Warren to be honest. Oh, sorry, I forgot about TJ. Yeah, TJ's but in there as well. So those, I would keep those five. If I could get rid of the rest of them, I'd say see you later, start over new, bring in a bunch of other guys, draft, and go that way. Because I mean, I, they don't bring anything to the table. Jared Dudley, Shaq I can Harrison, even do without Troy Daniels, I don't know. But I mean, those four, the the Peyton. I like Warren, Troy because Jackson. Because I could, those are the four you gotta you gotta hold on. To. I can see Troy Daniels as a guy on a playoff team who's you know the second or third guy off the bench who comes in and hits a, a you know kind of like a Rajah Bell type who comes in and hits three or four threes in a you know in a game and, and kind of gets you going. He's one of those players who can come who you know in a playoff game would come in and hit you know put up eighteen points because he's drilling threes. Yeah, I think he's a capable guy off the bench. Alfred Payton would be a, a capable backup. He wouldn't be my starter. But you're right, T.J. Warren, Devin Booker, and Josh Jackson. And then I'd say, you know, kick the curb, eat, suck brick, kid, to the rest of those guys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Bones, good stuff. <laughs> hey, Big Ben, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast uh, this week because I know last week you we were way too busy doing some whatever other shit you had going on, so we missed a week. Were you on spring break? What was going on, Big Ben? Um, I said I could do it uh, Tuesday. I didn't hear from you. Mm. It kind of mm. delayed the process a little bit, but I'm glad we got together uh, this week. I think the I think the people are starting to figure out, you know, the dynamic here, Big Ben. I feel like you're misleading the people, but maybe you know, a, um, maybe a little bit. You 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 need to fight back, Big Ben. You know, you you're too nice. You're too nice all the time. Bring back some fire. You know, get oh. you know, beat me up a little bit. Let's hear it. You know. I have nothing bad to say about you, Bones. <laughs> nothing bad. Oh, you're, you're too nice, Big Ben. You're too nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully next week. I mean, next week maybe we can bring Lay Buckets of the Big Toe on the podcast. Get their get you know their perspective on March Madness. I know the uh, uh, what the Masters is coming up, so maybe we can get Lay Buckets and uh, and and your buddy Ty Webb to 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 jump in on that. Maybe we can get them to have a little debate on it. I'd love to hear those two go at it about golf. I would love that, and um, we'll see if we can uh, send some feelers out and get them on the podcast for uh, for next week. Yeah, be a, be a great week. Talk, you know, March Madness will be coming down to the championship game, and and then you'll have the Masters coming up. A lot to talk about, and the D backs will have started, so it's going to be an eventful next uh, week and a half, two weeks. Big Ben, I agree. So please tune in next week's podcast. It will be a doozy, uh, uh, a big doozy. A big doozy. Um, thank you guys for listening. Bones, any last words? Uh, I think you. I think you pretty much said it all there, Big Ben. Why don't you wrap it up for us too and just close out this strong podcast that you've had tonight? Well, this is Big Ben <laughs> with my co-host Bones. Thanks you all for listening, and we will see you next week with Ty Webb and Glenn Buckets. Hopefully, thank you. Have a good night, boys. Later, y'all. Oh,